Welcome to Crypto Talk Radio, the podcast for everyday investors like you. Visit us on the web at CryptoTalkRadio.net. And now, here's your host, Leister. Thank you for that, Bailey, and welcome everybody out there in Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Folks, I'm hungry, and I know what you're thinking. We'll get something to eat, deep, deep, deep. I understand. It sounds good, but it was important that I came and did the recording of the show. My name is Leister. I'm your host, and I welcome you or welcome you back. And I have a rant, and I'll apologize up front, but I think I want to just get it off my chest. It won't take too long. I just got an email from the place I'm at, the place I moved. Next week, Thursday next week, they're going to do an inspection. And they give the time, as they always do, the time range is anytime all freaking day, do, do. They'll be gone before I need to do the show, allegedly. But I don't like this wide ass open range instead of saying, yep, we'll be there at 10 o'clock or yep, we'll be there at noon or yep, we'll be there at three or yep. Because the problem is I'm going to be working. And so I can't have them traipsing all around without me escorting them to things and whatever. I get to watch these jokers, right? So I've got, Stuff all over the place. I got boxes all over the place. I effectively have no kitchen. I got wall treatments up. And then I said, I told the story. I'm right next to the HVAC door. They need to get access to it, which means I got to move my, the desk I'm talking to you at. I've got sliders, but the point is there's stuff. The computer and my printer is not unpacked yet. I got all sorts of stuff. I got to figure out homes for it. I got to move it out of the way so they can get to the HVAC. So they didn't change filters. Then I got to remove the treatments, the noise treatments I have up in front of that door because it's so damn noisy. Then I still have to attend to my client while they're going to be here. And I got to figure that all out. And I don't know when they're going to freaking show up, which really pisses me off. They could show up right at my team meeting. I doubt it because I'm kind of at the far end of the building, but it still pisses me off. And then they have to get one of the closets. One of the closets has still got boxes and empty boxes and I got chairs and all, you know, rugs and all sorts of stuff. You can't walk straight like they might expect. It's not a large unit to begin with. So, and then I got my steamers in one of the bathrooms. I can't move it because it, you know, it lets out evap. So you have to have it in a place that can vent out. Then I've got in the other, in the, uh, what I use as the master, I've got stuff I haven't assembled yet. I've got carpeting I haven't finished yet. I know they're going to nag me about the carpeting. It's temporary carpeting. It's not like it's permanent, but I did it to protect the freaking floor because I can't stand freaking hardwood and I'm, it's amazing having it there. So I had to get my, my OLED set up, check it, make sure it wasn't cracked and shipment. It's fine. Fortunately, then I got to assemble all the other stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm chipping away at it, but it just takes a long freaking time. And I'm not happy that they're going to be doing this inspection next week. I would rather have a month's notice. Yep. Next month in the month of October on this day at this time, we're going to come to an inspection of your place and actually just plan it out, sit on the computer and say, we're going to hit this unit on this time slot. It's going to take us 15 minutes to do a thing. We're going to go to this unit at this time slot. Da, 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 da. They don't do that. They just randomly do whatever. And then hopefully it's not the dude, the big fat dude. Cause I hope it's not him. I don't mind it if it's the nice lady, the manager lady, but I don't want the fat dude. And because I can't control who it is, that's another issue. I'm done with my rant though. I'm done with my rant. Just know that I'm not happy. Uh, So it may come through in my voice. That's why I shared the story. Let's talk cryptocurrency. So right up deck here, hitting uh, coindesk.com, zooming out to the month chart and 
we had a little bit of a run and you'll, you'll hear some good news of this. It's actually an upward trend. I wouldn't say it's a major upward trend, but it's an upward trend starting with Bitcoin this time because Bitcoin seemed to benefit the most from it. Bitcoin went as high as 23, I want to say, excuse me, 28, 23, 28, I want to say it was 28, 8, yeah, 28, 9, actually went as high as 28, 9, a low of 28, 2-ish, so it was slightly volatile for Bitcoin, it was slightly volatile, but hovering at the high point, 28, 7, as I record this, with a slight upward trend, and there's theories that we may be able to get over that, that hump and get to the 29,000 range, and if we can do that, then it would go on somewhat of a run. So keep an eye on that one because it's possible we may have a run-up, at least on the Bitcoin side. Ethereum doesn't look so glowing, though. Ethereum is actually, although it's in the green, if you're on the month, it's on the month, rather, it's on the downward, but it's green overall. So if you were to look at price compared to like a week ago, it's in a slight green, but it's so minuscule green that there's more sell pressure on Ethereum that was unexpected given the Bitcoin rise. Ethereum right now is 1567. As I record this, a low of 1540, a high of 1574 in a middling state. But my point was the green that you're seeing is a slight green because remember, Ethereum at least was somewhere around the 16-ish mark. It got as high as about 1600 mark and then started going down and then it never really recovered from this. So there's not nearly the upward that we see on the Bitcoin side. Part of this came from rumors, so by the rumors, so the news, that the Bitcoin ETF was en route to getting approved. We don't have any proof that's going to happen, but that's the messaging, that's the belief, that's the theory floating around that's causing a, a positive movement upwards. Long term still looks very good, especially on the Bitcoin side. Long term actually had some strong sentiment shifts leading into 2024, as I said before. Keep your eye on all the main coins because I think they're going to follow suit. I do think, though, they're going to have a harder time to get to the level of gain that you see on the Bitcoin side. There's a couple of reasons for this. I think Ethereum, as a blockchain, I think Ethereum is having a hard time standing out in a crowd, by which I mean there's so many other blockchains out there now that people are kind of leaping and building up coins or tokens on these other chains. And then people are just shifting their money, as I said. Everybody's just shifting the same money to different projects. We have $1.10 trillion in total market cap, but we see money is shifting to different projects. First, it shifted over to Loom, and it effectively became a pump and dump, and money was shifted to Pepe. It became a pump and dump, and money recently shifted to Pepe 2.0. It became a pump and dump. And so I believe, and this is my theory and I hold to it, that people are simply shifting money to the latest pump and dump. They're FOMO buying into different things, and it's possible that certain wealthy people are simply triggering run-ups of certain of these tokens so that they can treat you as exit liquidity. Again, this is my statement. I don't, I, others may think I'm nuts, but that's what I see on this business. So I'll keep an eye on it. And I do recommend that you keep an eye on it as well, because again, there could be some positive things coming out of this in the long term. Some other news that caused a little bit of positive sentiment, the SEC filed a motion to dismiss charges against the, the CEO of Ripple. Garlinghouse is his name. This caused a little bit of a sentiment push. And then there was a different guy who used to be there and he's not there anymore. His name's Larson. So he was out, but the claims were, the claims against these two were, they were a bunk. They were a joke. And so they were just recently, the motion was filed to get rid of them. We were talking like aiding and abetting charges. It's like, come on, man, really? 
<laughs> Seriously, no. There was no, they had no foundation. They they were throwing everything they could at it. They were just throwing it at the wall and seeing what would stick. That's what that was. It, it had no foundation in any anything. And it's a joke that was allowed to go that long. Now, prior to this, they were trying to do a different appeal, and then the appeal got denied by the judge. And so the SEC is increasingly having a harder time holding charges against these people. The CEO came out recently and said, quote, today was an even better day. In all seriousness, Chris and I, Chris is the other guy, in a case involving no claims of fraud or misrepresentations, were targeted by the SEC in a ruthless attempt to personally ruin us and the company so many have worked hard to build for over a decade. This caused a little bit of a run up. It did not cause the run up on XRP that people might have expected. But the truth is, there's more to that case than just this. It's not just about the people. You still have kind of this, the SEC hasn't stopped. They're just, they're just adjusting strategy. I'm telling you, they're going to shift their strategy in a different direction. So it hasn't stopped. And there still is no clear guidance. Without clear guidance, a lot of the really rich people are going to sit on the sidelines and wait the whole darn thing out. The chief legal officer of Ripple came out and said, quote, the SEC made a serious mistake going after Brad and Chris personally. Now they've capitulated, dismissing all charges against our executives. This is not a settlement. This is a surrender by the SEC. It essentially is, but it fundamentally is not. The SEC is being strategic. They're pulling back on ones where they know it's a waste of time for now because they're changing their strategy to come at it from a different direction. I guarantee you. They're not just completely giving up on this business. And anybody who thinks that they are, I got a bridge to sell you in my personal opinion on this. The other bit of news that's came out, artificial intelligence started to play more of a factor in cryptocurrency very recently because people started looking at artificial intelligence models for two main reasons. One, how can we use AI to facilitate trades and simplify trades and help people identify opportunities that are out there without, you know, cause you get some new, something that just launched and you miss it and then you FOMO in and then you lose cause they exit liquidity or maybe it's a crap token. There's still an opportunity to make money, but you miss that critical point where it just first launches or so on. So the, the thought is, well, how can we use AI to help identify and using the patterns and the graph and everything that I don't talk about, right? If we can program software to be able to do the same thing and how can we get ahead of it and then make predictions and share that information? This is not new. Other central exchanges do it all the time. However, this is different. This is to try to mainstream it and make it available to everybody else. Unfortunately, they're starting with telescam. I don't like that, but they also started with bots on discord. The thought there is, well, go where people happen to be and congregate just like if you were in a room and everybody happened to say, okay, this new stock is about to release and it's going to three, two, one, and you buy in all at the same time and you win and then you sell out and make profit at the same time. Pumps, right? Pumps in a bump. MC Hammer. So that's the thought is, can we add technology to do this type of a thing? I looked at a couple of these. I'm not impressed simply because again, I think it gets it wrong more than it gets it right. However, it, you know, it's something we can watch, but what I saw is they took AI that's already there that's used to generate imagery. So they took images of existing people and they turn it into using, you know, algorithms and numbers into an alternate form 
photorealism. It's referred to an alternate form of that same. So let's say you had a, just a regular bland looking girl standing out, you know, in front of a meadow or something. You take this, you run it through an algorithm. The algorithm does an analysis and figures out, okay, what are the parameters of this person and how can we apply like a cosplay in a way, how can we apply certain attributes to the person and create a whole new scene out of it? So instead of a bland looking girl standing in front of a meadow, you might now end up with a very attractive looking girl standing in front of a, a beach or something. That's the thought. They took that same technology and they started applying it to cryptocurrency. So we can look at all of the different graphs and all the different trends and all the different numbers, historical data, apply it. And how do we turn this, this crap out and predict something that's going to be a positive using trend data? Is it new? No. That's why I wasn't impressed because again, we've done this before, but what they looks like they were trying to market to people is the idea that they're mainstreaming it. The idea that you could just type in what you're trying to do and it would come back out and say, yep, here you go. Here's what I see. And here's what you're going to find. Here's what you should consider again. I'm not impressed, but there may be something later that comes of it and triggers, if nothing else, a run up on cryptocurrency for some of these that are AI driven or AI originated or AI aligned. I don't know that, but I'm watching it. The other use of AI was around education, which I do like, I do think this is great. So the thought here was how can we use AI to answer people's questions specifically rather than just the generic wide open, like a chat GPT garbage, something that's more specific in its, de its design to help educate people around cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin to initially begin with. But overall, how do we use this technology to help simplify down Bitcoin for the layman person, simplify down cryptocurrency for the layman person, simplify down patterns and trends for the layman person, simplify down general economics for the layman person. This excites me. I think there's strong potential here as long as it's not abused because what we don't want is that it gives the wrong answers, effectively wrong answers to key questions people might ask. What are you, what are you talking about, Leister? Here's one. I'll give you a great example. If somebody wanted to know how Bitcoin can be used to replace fiat, okay, just a wide open question. It's really more philosophical, but that person that's programming that tool is going to have an answer that may not necessarily represent the truth, which is Bitcoin is never going to replace fiat. I say that because that's the state of what we see. Everything you do that transacts Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency, they're translating it back to fiat at the end of the day. The reason is because your bills have to be paid. Your house has to be paid for. You need food and all of these services will depend on fiat for the duration of our lifespans. We know this to be true because even after the 10 years or some on, we still have not made any significant progress in breaking fiat's control of our economy. That's just the way it is. Everything depends on that because all of our expenses depend on it and our government depends on it. That's why the government is trying to get rid of cryptocurrency because they want fiat to dominate it so they can control it. The CBDC chatter is because they're trying to create an alternate form that gives them increased control. But the CBDC does not ultimately mean that we're going to go to a world where cryptocurrency is going to take over fiat. That's not going to happen. At most, you would have CBDCs that are used 
to facilitate communications and transactions, fiat-based between banks, possibly between individuals, but you're not going to get rid of fiat at the end of the day. You might get rid of the concept of being paid in fiat, perhaps, but the fiat is still going to be there. So whoever programs it, my point is, whoever programs the answers this tool provides has to be open. And they have to understand it's not just about what you think is going to happen. It has to be about the reality of what you see is happening now. And then your answer needs to present those both possibilities that if you're somebody coming in there, you know, that's 18 or 16 years old, it's very well possible that by the time they turn 70 years old, that there's a cryptocurrency future, but it's not going to happen right now because it can't, because we're in a society that is fiat driven today. That's factual. You're not going to get away from it. So while I like it and I have high hopes for it, hopefully they're managing their hopium with it because if they don't, we're just going to set people's hopes too high and then it's going to get criticism. That's unfair and it's going to fail just like most of these cryptocurrencies. The last thing I'll chat about today, and it's really just a side bet. It's not news related, but just a side bet. I was watching overall the bone shib and I was curious, you know, I was debating whether I should buy more bone because I, I have a fairly hefty stake and the dip was pretty intense and I got really tempted. I was going to, you know, stack in that bad boy dupe, 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 and I was really, really tempted. I held off. And the reason I held off, there's two main. Bone is not crashing, but bone is not climbing. And I believe that the, again, the ship team has failed people in driving a reason, a real compelling reason for people to buy in in the first place. I believe that. But as I also watched some of the chatter, some of the sentiment, Sentiment has been harmed, significantly harmed across the ecosystem, not to the point that it kills it necessarily, but to the point that it's hard for people to justify buying in. It's not that they don't want to, because we are seeing people buy it. We are seeing large transactions buying it, but we're not seeing the run-up that we might expect given what we have, which is essentially a blockchain. But the blockchain doesn't do anything. And until it does something, we're going to have a problem. Well, people did an analysis because I was doing some, some reading. People did an analysis trying to understand what's going on. And I'm going to share my theory. And that's what I want to close with is my theory about where we're going. I maintain a strong general sentiment about bone. I think that later, once we can get out of this, this rut where people are more confident in actually taking a risk, and by risk, I know I don't only just mean bone itself. I refer to other coins or different things to build on Shibarium. I think there's a there's no appetite to take risks because this is a market where you're gonna have to take a risk. Shibarium, you're gonna have to take a risk. You're gonna to, you're gonna have to jump in feet first if you want it to go anywhere. And I think nobody wants to do that. So if that's true, I can't say it is, but if that's true. It means that we're just on the early phases prior to something happening. And so I maintain a strong general sentiment about bone, but it caused me to hold back buying now, seeing that that sentiment is not shared. Most people don't share that strong sentiment about bone. That's because they don't look at long play. They don't look at the future state. They don't look at where it could go. They look at now and they see a red chart. And they've looked at a red chart now for a couple of days. So as long as they continue to look at a red chart, 
and they they see that it can't even get back up to the dollar seventy or whatever that it was last month, they're not going to be inclined to buy any more in. And you still have not, by way you, I mean the developers, you still have not convinced shipholders that they should buy into Boom. So it's multiplicative is my point. All I can say for sure, I maintain personally a general strong sentiment about Boom, assuming that there's going to be some more risk taking happening when the bull run happens. Then it's how much risk do we see? How many chances are people willing to take? We're seeing projects die left and right. Many projects that were, they were pumping like crazy, you know, in 2021 and 2022, they were doing everything they can, throwing everything against the wall, hoping it would stick. And many of them are dead. Do you know why they're dead? Because we said they're going to die because they can't hang in a bear market. They don't know what to do. Many of them were banking on that run-up of the last bull run and the pairing of liquidity of the core, pushing their coins to the tokens to the moon deep deep. They weren't really doing anything themselves to justify the run-up. So then many of the projects, when they have a they struggle in the bear, what happens? They close. It happened to so many projects, and I think it's gonna happen to so many more. And I'm just sharing. Bone is one that's been there since that start. It's still here. It's higher than what it was because it's low. It's like 28 cents. So it's not like it's at the, at the crapper. Many of the other tokens are at the crapper, you know, like Everrise, which should not be, but it is. And I just feel we're seeing some of these ones stand out in a crowd. We're seeing the ones that are holding the test of time. We're seeing the ones that were built to hold the line during a bear market. If they can hold the line during a bear market, what do you think is going to happen during the bull? That's where I'm looking at it. And it's my impression, and others may disagree. The other thing I'll close with, I know that some people have some people have commented that there's there's a change even in the the overall media. By overall media, I refer to podcast, I refer to YouTube, I refer to Odyssey, you know, Discord, Twitch, etc. There's a shift. You're seeing people, especially YouTube, shift away from the old model of coverage, and that's because of the bear. They can't, there's a lot of tokens that are not taking risks, so there's nothing really for them to talk about. But also the model's changing. Many of those are building brands, just like I built a brand. I just happen to be the first, hey. But others are trying to build a brand. They're trying to build a business and they're trying to change their model because they're trying to make money off of it. I don't knock the hustle. I will say, I'm a fan of entertainment. You know, I like entertaining things and I do see that there's a shift away from entertainment in a lot of YouTube and a lot of other places. And I, I don't like that because I think the entertainment aspect is what kind of keeps us going through this bear, the ability to laugh and, and have a good time. There's so much that's down. Any opportunity to make people smile, I think is always good. And I always look over, you know, like the RJ city on AEW kind of thing. I'm talking just, you're just having a good time. I think that's lacking. And if anybody's listening here at CryptoTalkRadio.net that has a YouTube channel or plans to create one, my plea for you would be try to create something that's entertaining and stay with it. Don't go corporate to, to use a term, you know, don't, don't turn yours into a corporate something. Just maintain that entertainment aspect because I think it's desperately needed and you'll end, you'll end up filling a void. And, you know, there's ways to do it. 
I'm not a fan of cut editing, so that's not that. I'm saying, you know, just ways to entertain, you know, whether you're making fun of a token or making fun of the developers or reading funny tweets like I do sometimes, you know, or just mocking certain people. Not not seriously. You're, you're just making fun of them because they act like an idiot or something. You know, I think the entertainment aspect is desperately needed in all of media. So I don't want to be a sole person out there. Mine is educational informational, but I try to put some comedy in it at times. I try not to overdo it, but I certainly wouldn't want to go corporate either. I have no overlord. You know, mine is mine. It's my brand, you know? So I want as a plea to anybody who might be listening that has a channel, try to see if we can get more entertainment going. Cause that's what we really need to get us over this finish line of more entertainment, more smiles or laughter because it's so rare and it's certainly hard to get. And when we do get it, it's hard to keep it going. So see what you can do to help me out there, folks.